I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we want to start with it's gonna be the girls are still wearing their clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. I'm James. And I'm Tara. And we are your sexy, swinging lifestyle host for today. We're here to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about non-traditional relationships. Opening up our relationship has shattered everything we thought a normal relationship should be. Maneuvering our way through non-monogamy has transformed our view on sex, sexuality, and more. And relationships. And <laughs> lots of relationships. We produce a show every week for your listening pleasure, and our sponsors make this all possible. We truly appreciate their generosity and everything they do to support us, but there's always room for more. So if you're interested in sponsoring our show or being on our show, please contact us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com. If you aren't looking for ad space in our show, you can support us by becoming a Patreon member. Just visit patreon.com slash sexinterrupted and choose a membership tier that works for you. You'll get access to our behind-the-scenes travel photos, the chance to join our monthly live smoke show, smoke show, and much more. So visit patreon.com slash sexinterrupted to sign up now. And if you want more after the show, be sure to connect with us online. Our Instagram is sex.uninterrupted and our Twitter is sxuninterrupted. You can also find us on Facebook by searching Sex Uninterrupted. And now for the smoke show. You didn't do it in tandem. I didn't know I was supposed to. Oh, it it didn't say. It happened one time. It didn't say. Tara and James (laughs) sing it together. Oh, well. All right. So this week on our smoke show, we have another sort of um, kind of uh, cannabis that kind of relates to what we are talking about today. So today we are smoking Master Kush. The leafy tag is MKS, and it is a popular indica cross between, um, it's actually created out of two land race strains from different parts of the Hindu Kush region. During maturation, the plant produces a subtle earthy citrus smell with the hint of incense, which is often described as a vintage flavor. The taste of Master Kush is reminiscent of the famous hard-rubbed Shara's Hash. This strain holds a superb balance of full-body relaxation without the mind-numbing effects that many indica strains produce. Instead, Master Kush offers a sharpened sensory awareness that can bring out the best of any activity, including recording a radio show. Mm, yummy. It is a good one, too. This week, we want to dive into a totally new topic that we've been exploring in our own relationship, kink and BDSM. At Young Swingers Week in March, we connected with some pretty interesting people who shared plenty of great information surrounding this topic. Young Swingers! (laughs) And we can't be the only ones in the non-monogamous community interested in this topic. So we asked a special guest to join us on this week's show and to share his knowledge around BDSM and kink to our listeners. And if you guys stay tuned to the end of the show, go to thesexylifestyle.com slash contest and you can enter to win a Throws of Passion waterproof blanket or womanizer. Or toys or stuff. They have a bunch of stuff on there. You can win stuff. Win. Win. Yeah. Free. Free 99. Contest. 
call it the five call it the five finger discount. <laughs> Anyways, on our show today, we have a man who prides himself in craftsmanship and quality of leather work. He began as an apprentice of a distinguished saddle maker in his youth, and he returned to the art as he grew into the BDSM lifestyle. He found he was dissatisfied with the major uh, majority of products online, and it was hard to find what he desired, and for the most part, characterized by poor quality. I he started making floggers, collars, and leather paddles for his own personal use. Then he began to get requests and ideas, and this is where the fucking magic happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he loved a challenge and he jumped on the opportunity to expand and refine his skills. He enjoyed making custom orders the most. It was very fulfilling for him and to include elements of someone's personal taste with his creative touch to craft one of a kind products that his customers will truly treasure for a lifetime treasure for a lifetime <laughs> he makes all of his products with high quality hand selected leather and he cuts assembles and tools and stains all the leather by hand he guarantees his work and for this reason we have brought him on the show today and i would like to oh i would like to introduce uh, I, i'm gonna call him a friend of mine now because i think we've you we, guys talk on the phone enough we got we got down to that point <laughs> But I'd like to welcome Marcus from Leather Masters slash House of Marcus slash, I don't really actually know, but it's Marcus. So welcome, Marcus. Hey, good to be here. Is this where the applause kicks in? Uh, usually. Usually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. Standing ovation, that sort of yeah. thing. We never see it because usually people are listening are afterwards, listening. <laughs> but they do it in their cars sometimes. So, yeah, yeah. We just randomly see somebody clapping and they're listening to our show. That's it. That's got to be it. Okay. Now I know what to look for when I'm driving down the road. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you are doing so much right now. Um, you're working on a bunch of different things. Obviously, uh, we did meet at Young Swingers Week, which was quite fun. Yeah, um, we actually had the booth right next to you guys. And you guys like pulled out all this like leather, like... Everything. You had everything going on. You even were wearing leather. And I'm like, okay, these are the people we're next to. Um, <laughs> I'm interested, but a little scared right now. And you guys actually were so nice and so accepting and so warm. We had so many good conversations with you. And they were also in the room right below us, which, which, okay, hold on a second. When you are above a guy who is into BDSM leather and all the fun toys and makes them all and brought them all, the sounds that come out We heard out of, some things. Holy shit. <laughs> Let me tell you. There'd be just a random, oh, she snorted. She got a real laugh out of that one. There would be these sounds that would come out at like, one, two in the morning, they're just this loud crack. It just sounded like somebody just... Or the middle of the afternoon. Oh, yeah. They would happen all the day. You, you guys are having... Did you hear time. anything from us? Because that's what I want to know now. Like, Yeah. Actually, we did. There were several times where I had to get up and go crack open the door so I could make it out instead of hearing the mumbling. It's far <laughs> more entertaining when you can actually make out a few words on it, so... The conversations overheard on the balconies are all. Oh my God, I know. Oh my God. <laughs> totally. Oh. But, but anyways. Setting off the fire alarms. Oh yeah, yeah. we did all of that. Yeah, we did that. This is a draft. <laughs> I was smoking outside my room. And I will confess to it. I was standing right there underneath. Yeah. Yes. yes, he was. No, it, <laughs> was a, it was a blast. And, you know, getting to set up next to y'all, it was 
really didn't know how we were going to get taken there, so it was a little nerve-wracking. And I will say that, yes, wearing leather pants in Jamaica, they are lined, so they breathe. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't – we got a few things that aren't lined. Even my vest that I was wearing is not lined. It was hotter than my pants were. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. I, and they had that room like an iceberg, too. Absolutely. That is true. That is very true. They wanted our nipples hard. So now yeah. we're, getting, we're getting completely <laughs> off topic, talking oh, yeah, about sorry. Young Swingers Week. In my intro, did I miss anything about who you are as a human being? Or what would you like to add? <laughs> uh, well, I've been, I guess about the only thing I'd really add to that is I've been, I've been teaching for a while, uh, probably been in the business making money off making things for probably about 10 years now. Probably about the past six years have been dedicated to education and I've been asked to present at a lot of different conferences uh, around here in the DFW area, and then it started going international, and we started judging an international contest and getting the chance to go then and go to present all over the world, uh, Budapest, Amsterdam, uh, working on several other aspects and going back again, you know, back to Jamaica. So it's just never expected to leave much of DFW area when I came into all this, and here it is being asked and honored just to go and teach in other places. So it's been a lot of the focus um, in the when, lifestyle period. When you do so talk really, about educating uh, and teaching, do you mean teaching people about the BDSM community? Do you mean teaching people how to make leather products? I, I actually, well, there was, I want to say both because that's the honest truth though, because I did actually hold a class once on how to make a flogger. Okay. We, the class was five hours long, and we had the flogger essentially assembled in about an hour and a half into it. We spent the rest of the time teaching people how to do Turks head knots. And the, the comedy of it, by the time it was over with, people were wanting to write me checks to finish making their flogger the Turks head knots. So. <laughs> it was a great class. I enjoyed it. I had a blast. They all got to make their own floggers. They got to all take them home. Uh, but it really... I'd rather just stick to the education aspect because that was rough. I can um, only imagine. Uh, yeah, it's it's entertaining. I mean, it is. I love seeing the enthusiasm on it. It just, it's still rough. Oh, I can only imagine. The thing is, you've taken your whole life to learn how to make a flogger. And it's like, here, let me try to teach you my life's work. <laughs> this is true. Like, that's a good point. That's, that's in five hours, like, it just doesn't, not going to well, happen. Well, I thought, like, maybe specific, like, this is how you, like, what needles to pick to sew with and, you know, that, things like that. that we, we do a lot of that. We actually have a charity that's based out of DFW area. It's called HOME, mm-hmm. which stands for Marcus Endeavor. And it is all based around education on all this stuff. And we actually do bring in some representatives to teach on classes that are called boot blacking. Um, we typically find somebody that's skilled in their profession and have them come in. And it's a lot of leather care. So it's not so much how to assemble it as it may be on how to repair it or how to take care of it, uh, the conditioners to use, and also showing their draw as to why they enjoy being boot-blocked. It's nice to hear their, their concept around all that. Do you mind sharing more about what HOME is with our listeners, actually? No, not at all. Uh, HOME is an LGBT and alternative lifestyle education group. It's a 501c3, so it's not-for-profit. Uh, we teach classes, we teach two to three classes each month that are based around concepts of alternative lifestyles. So we've 
taught classes on everything from a DS dynamic or dominant submissive type of dynamic to flogging to CBT to headspace talking about people with CBT cock and ball torture okay see I don't like I probably knew that but Uh, as soon as you said CBT I was like I only know that there's a device out there that prevents you from getting an erection and that would be the worst fucking thing for me if you really piss me off that's what's gonna happen never gonna happen We do. But no, it, but we cover all aspects onto it, covering everything from the gay, straight, lesbian, trans, sexual, the poly, polyamory to the swinging lifestyle. We, we're not we're not biased around any of the education, so we bring in presenters from all over. We reach out to our group and say, "Hey, what are y'all looking at getting interested in?" They give us topics they'd like to see done, and we start reaching out, finding presenters to bring them in. And then we teach a lot of basic classes, so we do a BDSM 101. Mm-hmm. We do that at least once a month. or try to get it in at least once a month where we just teach people that are interested in this lifestyle the basic, safest way to go in so that they start exploring on their own. So just right. give them that, that little starter kit is what yeah. we're trying to do. Yeah, and that is so required, I think, too. And I think a lot of people are interested in exploring different dynamics of their relationship, uh, but they're scared. They're scared that they're not going to do it right. They're scared that they don't know the rules. Or they might get hurt. Or that, you know, consent, like safety is an issue. And so having... having um, That avenue is Yeah, amazing. that avenue to explore on is is really, I wish that you guys were, do you do it online or is it more of um, we're working a physical towards thing? That. Uh, we're, we're working towards that. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to get things more event where we can start getting things on presentation to where we can actually put a video online. The difficulty is much of this lifestyle has such a stigma to the outside world. Yeah. So yeah. to get a presenter that's willing to put their face online it's not impossible by any stretch of the imagination, but it does filter out some that would be willing that are great presenters, but not something that I could put on a public access. Right. So we are working on maybe potentially getting an audio on the facts. So we can bring in some of these classes. It's just, it limits the questions. And there's a lot of classes that I could sit down and teach that do it my, um, a PowerPoint presentation on it. But most, a lot of the classes you'll learn in this lifestyle, or there's a lot of questions that get asked. And that can dictate how the class goes and as to what topics you're covering more than others. That's true. Well, it's very so also, and it can be also. But there, there's events all over that teach classes. I mean, all over. It's not just our group that does this. There's events in 90% of all the states that go across here in the U.S., uh, there's many events that are in Europe and UK, and I mean we're we're traveling all over. There there is a king community everywhere. I mean, yeah, everywhere. Totally. So it's just getting the information out of nowhere to look. That's yeah. the hard part. Exactly, and so I I just want to touch up on one last one last little question before we cut to a quick commercial break. Is um, what kind of relationship do you find yourself in currently right now? In the MS relationship. So that is a a variation of a dominant submissive relationship uh, that is a complete or a TPE total power exchange as it's referred to. Uh, and in layman's terms, what it is is we recognize our roles and our responsibilities in our relationship. And we openly accept it. So 
I make the decisions on most everything. And what decisions my partner makes are the ones that I allow her to make. Give her that responsibility because she's not an idiot by any stretch of imagination. So take care of these things. But I am ultimately responsible. Right. It's the, the hardest pill to swallow is it's great because in theory, I can sit down on the couch, hold out my hand, get a drink put in it, have my boots taken off for me, have the TV turn right on, my dinner's getting cooked, laundry's getting done, kids are getting to bed, blah, blah, blah. And I could sit there and do absolutely nothing. But there's a responsibility factor that a lot of people don't take into account. I have to take care of the moral well-being. But we put the responsibilities of each other clearly defined. And that makes things so much smoother. So there's never a fight about who's in charge of it or who's responsible for it. What it comes down is that no matter what goes wrong in this house, it's my fault. And, I, and I'm not saying that as the, the male, you know, it's always my fault. It's not that way. It's not sexist by any stretch of imagination because it could be a female sitting in my situation and a yeah. dominant that's in the female. Just the same thing. But it is ultimately the fact that if I tell her to do something and she does it and it's wrong, it's my fault. I tell her to do something. Exactly. If I tell her to do something and she can't do it or does it incorrectly, if she can't do it, it's because I didn't allow her the time to do it, therefore making my fault. If she does it incorrectly, it's because I didn't either give her the time or the education to do it the correct way, therefore it's my fault. So it's all the breaking down of who actually takes full ownership of it. So her responsibility is to me. She does as I tell her, and that is her main focus. My responsibility is for her and the rest of the house to the outside world. So that's, it's a great barrier. I, I think it's amazing. It's fascinating. It just fascinates me. Yeah. It's, um, it all makes sense. Big time. It really does. And unfortunately, we have to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, BDSM and kink versus the swinging lifestyle and kind of the similarities and the differences between the two. And so when we get back, that's what we'll talk about. So stay tuned after a quick commercial break. Sexy is back. And we've got it going on all the time here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. 
No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Welcome to Sex Interrupted with Tar. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tar and James. Uh, this episode, we are talking with Marcus from House of Marcus from Leather Masters. I'm just going down the line of how it works <laughs> out in my my head. Um, and we're talking about the BDSM community and the kink lifestyle. Like we purchased a flogger a few years ago. We use it every now and again, and it's kind of like our little kinky thing that we have. And it's, you know, she's got a strap on. You know, there's that. Yeah. So there's there's that. But um and pegging's a thing. It's a thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. But it is a big thing. It it's is a fun a, thing. It, it's so I'm glad you <laughs> like it because I do too. Anyways, so um we're going down the path of talking about kink in the BDSM world versus the swinging lifestyle. And since we're invested or I guess a part of the swinging lifestyle in a sense, and um Marcus is part of the kink and BDSM. We're going to talk about some similarities and differences between the two. So what would you say is probably the biggest difference between the two lifestyles? Oh yeah. Yeah. Put me on the spot with that one. Uh, of um, honestly, I would say that, and this is from a novice perspective that the swingers community is gender based where the BDSM community is dominant submissive based so role based okay so not necessarily a gender thing it comes down to just a master slave dominant submissive that like there are more cut line there are more different cut lines there's more gender fluidity there is um yeah there's a huge more of the gendered fluidity that's coming from it i mean if you look back to our current bdsm community or leather community dates most its publicly known history to the gay community. So they've got that long standing history and then it alongside of the head crowd as well as the lesbian crowd, we're all going on at the same time. I'll give true credibility to all sides, but the the gay crowd took more of the publicly known precedence, took more of the standing on it for whatever reason. It brought in compass into the, the lesbian community but now the straight or the head community is just now coming out and being about it. But everybody still falls into not who's a male or female because the gender's irrelevant when you get all the sexualities combined. Now it comes down to the fact of positional authority. So it's what role? Are you a top? Are you a bottom? Are you a dominant? Are you a submissive? Are you a daddy? Or are you a boy? Are you a mommy? Or are you a girl? It falls into one of two categories. But in the swingers community, I think it's still more based around a singular gender base. So it's almost indirectly yeah. not to insult anybody, but almost. Yeah. No, I can. I completely agree with you. I agree too. I can see I think, that. I think that, yeah, because like as a, as a guy from my perspective, like I call myself hetero flexible. Now I'm attracted to the female form. Um, and so I would prefer to have sex with a woman, but if it's the female form, that's where like when trans women or transgenders come in is, is like, for me, it's like, well, if you have a female form and I'm attracted to that, well, then I don't see a problem within the sex aspect. But then I see from your side, if you're a dom, you can have a submissive that's like a male, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm a straight male. 
um, and men just don't turn me on. So I, I can't get past what you got between your legs to ever get to that point, but that's just me. But I have had a gay submissive that full on gay, not bisexual, but it was not a sexual dynamic. We were not intimate in any form or fashion. It was an asexual dynamic. If you want to give it a classification of anything, very complicated to explain more into that without a lot of backstory. But nevertheless, we were able to have a dynamic, the fact of holding down a dominant and submissive role, regardless of any sexuality even being a factor into it. I didn't handle him any differently than I would a female with the fact that I didn't, wasn't sexual right. with him in fashion. So if you take sex out of it, there's still so much more to the story. Yeah. Only dominant submissive, which. That's yes. Absolutely. And then I think one of the main differences that I wanted to point out was that I think that the kink and BDSM community is less of a party atmosphere as well. Well, I think there's less drinking involved. Absolutely. Uh, drinking is one of the typical big no-nos mm-hmm. you're going to see with playing because it's called edge play. It's called edge play with the reason that you are taking risks. You are doing things that are dangerous. You are handling things. You have the potential scenario to hurt someone without intent. I mean, just taking a neck or taking a, uh, a, a necktie and tying someone to the bed as simple as that may sound, that is BDSM. You know, it sounds kinky. You probably done it, never realized you're kinky. But guess what? Everybody that's listening to this, you're kinky fuckers. <laughs> uh, it's it's down there somewhere. <laughs> someone could get hurt during that. Yes. When you get in there, it gets tied around the wrist. It gets too tight. You cut off circulation. You could do nerve damage. There's a whole list of things that I can tell you. And if I could get one rope top on here, it could probably tell you the entire story of all the potential things that lack of circulation could do. But yes. there's danger. There's risks in it. So in the BDSM community, we're just acknowledging that. And instead of having one necktie, maybe we're going to break out four. Right. Same, thing, same scenario, but we're acknowledging the risk. Therefore, it makes it basically a little more upfront. And you can't have a cloudy mind when you're dealing with this stuff, right? Like well, alcohol. especially or electrocution. Like sometimes your pain tolerance is a little bit different when it's when you've been consuming um, drugs or alcohol. Absolutely. And, and even as a dom, um, sometimes like you even say, when I'm drunk, I bite you really hard. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. But I don't realize that because I'm like intoxicated and just having fun and being playful, but it's more than I would have done if it was just me and my... <laughs> no, I just, it's just funny that she can acknowledge it when she's sober, but when she's drunk, she's like, I'm just nipping. Yeah, well, that's because I'm drunk. You flew I've got blood running down you. my pants. You well, flew on the fucking bit me. Anyways. One of the number one that... Everyone gets called out for in the, the kink community is called consent. Now, I don't know, consent kind of goes across the board, but it is a big publicly known thing that you could have sex with someone and still do something wrong, but you didn't violate their consent by having sex. Yeah. Yeah. So it's complicated. In the, in the swingers world, if you have sex, you had consent to have sex. If that's what you agreed upon, nobody's got an issue with that. But it could be, I agreed to have sex, but I didn't agree to have my head stuck in, you know, the gallows while we were doing it. 
Mm-hmm. So I didn't agree to be handcuffed while we were having sex. So we've got two different consent scenarios. Yeah. Uh, so everything gets to negotiate and put up front. And in the kink community, that's a big thing is always, always, always consent on both parties because we can go to another discussion, but consent goes both directions. Yeah. But by the natural aspect, my rules, if you are not 18, you cannot consent to any type of adult activities, period. If you are not a living human being and can consent, therefore, you can't consent. If you don't have the mental aptitude to consent, which also falls down to the next side, that even if you are a human being, do you have the mental capability to consent? And if you do not have the mental capability to consent, we're not going to play. And this is before we get into any of the questions. So people that have handicaps, that limit their ability to put their well-being as a priority as opposed to something else that can influence it, then those people can't consent. So people that are under the influence when a doctor or a medical practitioner would say that this person can't consent, that eliminates that. So mm-hmm. drugs, alcohol, things like that, that take away that, you remove the consent, so therefore playing is... Even, really even painkillers, even... Um, drugs. Yeah, just like drugs. taking just a T3 and stuff. Like they say don't operate a, a vehicle and stuff too. And Don't whip somebody when you're high on T3. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah, yeah, I mean, simple stuff. But I mean, but there are realistic lines you have to draw. This Somebody has a glass of wine. I'm like, oh, sorry, we can't play. But, you know, like I said, that anybody that's even used a handcuffed, you know, if anybody's ever grabbed a handful of hair or just looked at their partner and like, no, you're going to do that now. I mean, those kind of things are kink BDSM. It's a power exchange that goes in. So just because I had a few drinks, we were going to have sex anyway, do I get to say, oh, I can't boss you around? Right. <laughs> no. Morality on this whole thing. I mean, there's a point where you have to be mature enough that if you're going to play this game, if you're really going to do it, you need to step up to an adult situation. Yeah. No, and I, I, I absolutely feel you. And I think that that comes to like, I think that's what we try to promote too, is that in this lifestyle, the lines of consent can get blurred astronomically bad when you deal with alcohol. And drugs. And drugs. Yeah. Not weed, but, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that the lines of consent can go like completely out the window. And I think that's where we have our most problems is when people are too intoxicated because you're in the same place that I am. So I'll, they automatically assume, and that's the worst thing to do, yeah. um, is to assume that because they're in the same place at the same time, that they're there for the same reasons that you are. Yeah, exactly. now, they, may be for, they may be there for similar reasons, but they're definitely not there for the exact same reasons you are. Yeah, exactly. And that and, and, is one thing that there's an abundance of in this community because somebody can be there for rope play, leather play, bondage, top, bottom. You have to discuss these things. Mm-hmm. And it's, as I held in the class <clears throat> when we were there in Jamaica, I said, honestly, for someone to have what we call negotiations prior to a scene with a new partner, you're going to get more in depth with that person in about 15 minutes than most persons get with their doctor and one of the you know, <laughs> um, physicals. I need to know about what medication you're on, physical limitations. I need to know psychological history. You know, I don't want to be having a good time and I reach out and pull your hair and all of a sudden find out that was a trigger from some abuse you had as a child and now we've taken this whole fun scene we're having and now we're turning into a counseling session. 
Yes. I need you to are touching. Yes. Well, it's the same. It's yes. funny. And it's the same thing we talked to last week with Charlie and Arian about the exact same thing was just making sure that you don't want to put somebody in a bad, bad scenario. You want them to enjoy it. You don't want them to feel, well, not necessarily pain, but you don't want them to feel like guilty or shameful or something along those lines. Where You don't want that trauma to be to be triggered. Absolutely. And yeah. this is a really good path to, to go down because next we're going to talk about advice for couples who are interested in perhaps exploring more of the Dom sub relationships or some more kink or more BDSM play. So we're just going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we will talk about that. You're listening to the sexy lifestyle talk radio network. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Are you ready for clit whispering healthy talk? Tune in to the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show. Founded and hosted by Dr. Moffay, Peraza Godoy, and Dominique Karetsis. This program will answer all of your burning questions in a frank, casual, and uncensored manner. We'll tell you what we know and improve what you know. Turn the lights down, grab a hot cup of whatever, and join us every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time for the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. I'm Tara. And I'm Tara. (laughs) Oh, Tara and Tara. Oh, look at this go. You didn't Um, get me. I didn't get you this time. But anyways, we are talking all things BDSM and kink and lifestyle. And it's kind of this whole big, um, I like to call it a massive umbrella that the lifestyle kind of casts over top of a bunch of different sorts of communities and thought processes and likes and dislikes and a bunch of little different things. Like we think it's just this big overall umbrella. The non-muggle world, babe. Exactly. The, the, the non-muggle, the magical world as we like to call it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like Harry Potter, we're all different groups and beings and so since we do, we have talked about what the lifestyle, um, the, the swinger lifestyle is to us and kind of how to get into that lifestyle, we're going to give you some advice. Not We're not going to give you the advice, Marcus is, but we're going to talk about some things of advice for couples that are looking to explore more into this community. Because again, there are, there are a lot of avenues, I think, that when it comes to the BDSM community. Like you guys do events similar to like hotel takeovers and stuff like that, right? Yeah, there's, uh, there's many different levels on it. There's a lot of them that are hotel takeovers. Most communities have to go on the major cities in their area uh, where they take over a hotel. It'll kick off on a Thursday night. It's all day Friday, all day Saturday, half a day on Sunday. 
they typically have title holding contests there where there are classes all day long, meet and greets and socials for you just to meet people in the community and get to know each other and pass on information. And it's a great way to meet people face-to-face as opposed to always being in the cyber world with them. <laughs> Which can limit you in what you can experience because we all know that the online world can be sometimes a little fake. Just a little bit. So, I mean, <laughs> most communities have groups, <clears throat> and some groups are based primarily on their topics or their topic of interest, but then there's some that just in general. And some of them hold munches where they'll go to the local bars and grills or do a PO bar, they'll have outings. Some of them go to Six Flags and Wet and Wild, and they have just kind of form a group of people with similar interests for them to hang out. And then it's where you start making your friends and it becomes what they call our community. It's like our social. Very much. So there are, which like, it, in the kink community is called munches, right? Yes. That's what you said. Munches. So that's the same but, as like our social or meet and greet. Um, mm-hmm. But it's for the kink community. That's awesome. And so I, I, since you guys do have similar events, um, what are what are like three things that people need to take into account when entering into the BDSM world coming from the swinger lifestyle? Like what are, I, I guess maybe give you your top two. Uh, from the swingers lifestyle to the BDSM world, um, they need to understand as we discussed in the previous one that the BDSM world is not gender-based. So when a person walks in from the swingers world, their natural instinct would be to make friends with the female and be friendly with the male because women run the show. I mean, correct me if I'm argue that one all you want, but based on this conversation, women run the show. So when you go into the BDSM world, you need to look for the person without the collar. Introduce yourself to first because that starts the conversation off. Walking up to someone that's a submissive that has an obvious collar is not if two people are standing there next to each other, you need to introduce yourself to the one without the collar. It's just good protocol. To bypass the person without the collar is kind of insulting them. So that's where the biggest shock from people come from the BDSM world to the swingers community is if I, being a male, walk in with my submissive being a female, we walk in the swingers community, everybody wants to go straight to her to introduce themselves. And make uh, her feel comfortable and her that is very offsetting when if you come to the bdsm world you walk up to the dominant which could be a female or could be a male you're looking for the person without the collar and you introduce yourself to that dominant and if that dominant wishes they could introduce their submissive uh, and that, but it's insulting to introduce yourself to the help first was yes. one perspective to be, but it it's so much different than that. Yeah. Uh, it's more trying to get the right respect manner, mannerisms that come in that's not gender based. Yeah, and that, a pro tip, um, which again should always be reiterated. I think don't ever, ever, ever touch a submissive's collar. Yes, <laughs> it's just. Well, it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, I could never wear one of those. And they'll like reach out and grab it or something like that. And you're like, oh my God, why did you do that? Well, it's just, people just don't know. No, and they're curious. And that's just, a, just one of my big pro, that's my pro tip from the, my, the backgrounds of watching this lifestyle is just don't ever touch the collar. 
And that's probably the biggest knee-jerk reaction that I've seen than most people that are coming. I mean, we realize we're in two different worlds, but we are cousins. So we belong in the same family, but we are two different worlds. And there's nothing wrong. There's so many people that cross integrate between both of them. Absolutely fine. But there's a reason why BDSM, the kink lifestyle, is on one side of the spectrum, and the reason why these swingers' lifestyles on the other. And they're great. But where those blend in is usually where the most ruffle meets at. And it's not always bad. Sometimes it makes for great pollination in both directions. But touching the collar is probably the biggest number one thing that I see out there the most. Is exactly as you described. It's That's cute and reaching up and touching it. And you always see the submissive just kind of freaks. Like, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. You know, every once in a while you get someone who may have a reaction on it, but it's more of the, uh, uh, but coming from our community, we have to remember that we're not talking with people that are knowledgeable, so we can't hold it against them. So it's, you got to kind of avoid the need to reaction and maybe catch them off the side. They keep doing it and say, you know, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You go outside and, oh, look, it's a pretty Harley. And you decide you want to go sit on and get your Photoshop walked in. You know, when you're sitting outside of, you know, Hell's Angels Club, you may reevaluate the situation. Yes. Or whether or not you really wanted to sit on that Harley because it's cute. It's a good analogy. Oh, very much so. <laughs> oh, man, that is such a good analogy. Um, and so within within these sort of like I guess well what's your number what's your number two yeah. of somebody that uh, comes in from the lifestyle going to the BDSM? Just be respectful. Mm-hmm. That's it. You be respectful. Be social. Be civil. But I mean, the first step of being civil is being respectful. Do that and just ask questions. Do not be afraid to ask questions. That's what I was just. Or say to. you're new too. Like yes. say we're new to this community. Pride at the door. Yeah. Nobody less people get hurt when you leave your pride at the door. So true. Yeah. But Amazing. that's that'd be the same advice that I would tell somebody in the swingers community. It's just oh, no. respect, yeah. consent, communication, right? Like same same yeah. roughly the exact same thing. There's such small differences between. You know, coming in the swingers community, I respect one of the top pieces of advice you give me is ask. Ask questions. Same thing with BDSM world. Just the biggest difference would be the fact of understanding that we're not gender based and be respectful. And I, I say that in addition to the swingers community because you will never find a group more respectful <clears throat> than the BDSM community. And this is coming from a guy that is born and raised in deep South Texas, where yes ma'am was like your, you didn't say mom, your first words were yes ma'am. You know, and yes, sir, no, sir, and everything in the utmost respect. It's just kind of how we're raised. You know, we still have assholes, but we're still raised to, be, raised to be respectful. But in this community, you'll never find a bigger group because everything is about respect. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It's about respecting one, their relationship, respecting them as people and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, no, we, we completely agree. I think that, well, it's, it's across both, which is kind of like how we were going to talk about similarities back in the last one. There's a lot of similarities that are between these two lifestyles. Like you said, it's like we're cousins, like we're from the same family. So we think in general, similar direction, but we don't necessarily think the exact same thing. And that's why people shouldn't be scared to dip their toes into this and see if it's for them, if there are things that they want to explore. If, if people are looking to explore this more, do you suggest they get like a mentor, like what you were talking about before or attend workshops? Um, 
like, should they sit down and like write out everything that they want, everything that they don't want? Well, there's some, there's many, many different ways you can do it. Uh, The primary is get your education, do the research, do your background, check into people, vet people, play it safe, play it smart, but you have to put forth the effort to educate. Everything about the BDSM community is literally just under the surface of the very ground you walk on. You put forth the effort, it's everywhere. Yeah. It is becoming more mainstream media than everything, but of course, like everything else we read on mainstream media, don't believe everything. Don't believe what you're hearing from me on this podcast. It's simply a fact, go do your research. Go double check, go vet, go challenge people, ask questions. Um, attend a much uh, Fet Life is a resource that's on there. Uh, it's its own resource. There's groups on Facebook. Every social media platform out there has resource, resources where you could find it. Yeah. yeah. You know, research, go to, go to Google and type in 50 Shades of Grey. You're going to find something. Type in 50 Shades of Grey and then type in your zip code. You'll find something. <clears throat> Get into that. Attend much. Ask questions. Ask a shitload of questions. <laughs> don't believe it. Ask more people. And if you still don't believe it, Keep asking until you do. I mean, there's reality behind it all. People will feed you a line, but do your research, figure it out on your own. And the sky's the limit. This, the BDSM community, and one of the biggest differences I would say is that we're a bunch of rebels. <laughs> what we want to do is we want to go against the grain to create our own protocols and how this goes. So anytime you find something that challenges you to it, go challenge it. Find your own green on it, so find whichever way fits you as to what you want to do to where if you want to have an open relationship and want to get kinky in the bedroom, then do it. If you want to have an open relationship and then with this one particular partner you get kinky in the bedroom, then do it. You want to be kinky in the bedroom and this one particular partner, you actually have the fact where you want to have swinger sex, want to have open relationship sex and do voyeuristic and exhibitionist things like that, then do it. Yeah. There's no yeah, yeah, like, like just get you put yourself out there. We we talked about learn that. about it. We we talked about that a little while ago about like just putting yourself out there and you know, if you want to go experience something, go experience it like you said, right? Um do, I did have one question before we cut to another quick break. Um are the is like the swinger lifestyle accepted in the BDSM community? That one being completely open and honest with it, it's kind of like this: the stepsister or the stepchild or the stepbrother. Um, there's people that accept it, but because of the one biggest difference I said was on the respect thing. Where we take respect and then we step it up a notch to make it almost snobby respect. That being so different in the swingers community is probably the biggest issue. It's not the fact of sleeping with whoever you want or doing consent in different ways. It's not even down to the fact of whether or not alcohol is involved in the situation. That's the biggest issue of why swingers community and BDSM community can only mesh so much. Yeah. When swingers community, alcohol. It's, it's a big thing. It is. BDSM community, it's a big thing not to have. <laughs> there's a blend over. I mean, there's, there's grounds of walking being we're just a responsible adults. But... That respect thing is the biggest difference is that stepping into a BDSM community and then stepping into a swingers event, the respect you get walking into is completely different. 
how things go in negotiations. Oh, no, no, I know you're just starting off soft swap right now, but hey, you should really be up for full swing. Yeah. You know, get that. How many times have you seen that coming from senior people that are into the junior people? Well, and there is you know, manipulation. That's where. Yeah. Exactly. Or they'll say like, oh, don't worry, you'll get there. Like, and yeah. it's like, it's like, cause I, what I went through that you have to go through and we will, we can talk about that at, at agnostic because it's one of those things that like, no, my relationship doesn't have to go the same way yours does. How you started is not the same way we did. How we get going is not the same way. And it's just, it's just cause every couple's different. Every, I, I guarantee almost every master Dom sub slave, everything is different along those lines. And you know, uh, thank you again for sharing all that information. Um, we are going to cut to another quick commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about some more kink and BDSM stuff. So stay tuned after a quick commercial break. <laughs> Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. And welcome back to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. This show, we have been talking about everything to do with the kink and BDSM communities and giving you guys some tips, some advice on how you can explore this community a little bit more. Um, so this week, we have a question from my ladies of the lifestyle group instead of Instagram. And it's a long question. So I'm going to try and condense this as best that I can. Basically, she's saying that she wants to understand more about being a sub because sometimes you see a sub going through something and you can't understand why they would put themselves through that mental or emotional, I I don't know, scene, I guess. Um, It sounds like she has a little bit of interest with pain or humiliation, oh, I have fantasies that don't involve a lot of pain or humiliation, but I do want to involve fear play like kidnapping or rape. So she kind of wants to know how to pursue this as it's something that's very intense and it's more emotional and less about 
pain or uh, impact or stuff like that? So what she has interest in, if I understand correctly, is what's called consensual non-consent. Okay. And what that is, is having the trust in someone to, to allow them to do something that you are completely not comfortable with happening. Okay. So like an abduction, the thrill, the excitement, the whole thing, you could think of that. So it would be going to your best friend and saying, I want you to kidnap me one day. I don't know when, I don't want to know how, I just want to know that you will make sure that I am in good hands and nothing will ever happen to me. So knowing that fact, I am giving you consent to break my consent. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So it's saying that I'm completely happy with being in your care and being driven somewhere that you're not telling me where and being blindfolded for it. So just say you look at him and say that I'm okay with you taking me wherever you want, blindfolded, I trust you. But essentially I'm saying I'm going to do that. I'm just not going to tell you when I'm doing it. And I'm giving you consent to break that, that trust factor for the excitement. So knowing that you're in good hands the whole time, so it's I'm giving you consent to break my consent. As a summary of it. Um, yes. Yes. The the rape play is a very touchy subject on many different people. Uh, I, I would say definitely think about it. Think about it long and hard. Do your research. Do your education, and you better, without shadow of a doubt, know that you trust the person that you're putting into this situation with all aspects of your life. Uh, but the thing that some people don't put into consideration is the after effect. Ah. We love to build up to the scene. We love having the scene, but then there comes into what they call aftercare. And aftercare is when you're coming out of that scene and then we start thinking about my reality check back to the real world. So, if your mindset is you're on your way home from work, you just got off work, you just parked your car in the garage, you walk around to the front of the car, next thing I know, you're thrown into a van. So your day left off at, I'm on my way back to the house, and now all of a sudden you're in a van, your scene gets to play out, it ends with the fact of realizing the person that did this was the one you trust, you know that you're in good hands, maybe you get abducted, drove around the block, sit down in front and watch Barney songs for four hours, and then the mask comes off and like, hey. But you did that with somebody you trust, so you're wrapping your head around it. But now what? Right. Now you have this instant fear to walk from your car back to the house, and even though this situation happened with someone you trusted, <laughs> you need to think about the whole picture, and that's where a lot of people lose the concept on. So aftercare is that person, usually the person that instigated the situation, bringing it back going, okay, you fully understand that this was done on purpose, it was done for the excitement. It was meant to be fun. It was meant to be entertaining. It was meant to be all these things. Maybe you're helped to overcome fear of things. But the wrap all around that. And then we're going to go back. That I planned this out. And it usually helps when you explain the story in situations like that. Saying that I've been planning this out. I had so-and-so involved with it. I had so-and-so. The whole list on it. All these factors that I took into account to make sure your safety, well-being, everything done into it. So you need to understand that when we go back home, or when you go back to your house, you're back to normal. This was a, a moment of time for excitement. But it's the aftercare. 
you know, you have a scene with somebody, you need, you take them to a plateau, you get them high on life, where they're loving the endorphin rush and they're flying up, you got to bring them back down to earth. And that is your responsibility. If you make someone fly, make sure they land. Ah, I love that. That is a great analogy. And so that's probably um, when she's saying, like, if she's seen a scene and she's like, well, how can a sub go through that? It's because they know they have that trust in that, that Dom or whoever is doing that scene with them, that they'll get the, they'll experience what they kind of all set out to experience. And also that they'll have that aftercare afterwards and not left feeling like a puddle on the floor by themselves at the end of it. Negotiations. I mean, you have to talk about that. You know, every scenario she's bringing up in there is down to negotiations. Finding a person that she trusts to allow, or he trusts, allow them, or this is a female group, right? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So she trusts the other person enough to get them to that mental headspace. But you have to also trust that person to bring you back down. Mm-hmm. That's all part of the negotiations where we start talking about the who, why, when, where, what, hows. You need to always involve the whole aftercare. So we're talking about how you're bringing me back to earth. And it goes both directions. Top needs aftercare too. Go tops. Yeah, I, I could see that. Definitely. Yeah, I have, I have, I have a personal question. Um, we have, um, when it comes to the lifestyle, we talk about rules and boundaries. Um, do you, uh, our rules are never meant to be broken and boundaries can be situational within moments or an evening where, you know, it's not something you might be interested in, but if you have a chance to talk about it, it might happen. Do you guys have some, do you, in the kink and BDSM community, do you have the similar sort of rules and boundaries? And soft. The easiest way to put that, the scenarios kind of change, but we have the same scenario. We call it hard limits and soft limits. Mm-hmm. So hard limits are do not pass, do not go, don't even play with. We're not getting close to it. Soft limits fall down to situational, personal dependent. So when you talk with somebody top or bottom, it doesn't matter. And you say, what are your hard limits? They typically give you things that are not open for debate. So don't try to talk me into it. We're not doing it. And then soft limits are maybe if I get to know you well enough or you may be a person skilled in this particular field where something that I don't let most other people do, I'll let you do for it. Um, but that's the boundaries and the rules, as you were saying. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, okay, another question. Uh, my, I think, okay, so I'm just going to read this. I think my biggest question would be regarding shaming as a form of pleasure and how the dom-sub relationship evolves through personal growth of both the dom and sub. Hmm. Right. That's a humiliation play is when we're degrading uh, another person. I personally don't like it. It's not my cup of tea. Nothing wrong with it. I, I've seen some beautiful scenes that were just straight up humiliation and degradation, objectification, the whole Asian you could think about. And they're hot to watch. It's just not my personal cup of tea. But people that are into it, that's their thing, fully support that. But it's all negotiated before, as we were telling you. That if that's humiliation, degradation, I don't, I don't mind objectification. So having a submissive be my footstool, it's great. But explaining that, that that's my intent of what I wanted to do is the biggest foundation 
uh, when people get into the humiliation, as long as you negotiate it and you talk about the aftercare is the biggest thing. Explain to them what you're going to do, what the kind of goal is, or at least understanding their boundaries on it. But then afterwards, bringing them back to reality. Uh, it, it is an, an abuse thing. If you don't take care of the situation you created, that's where it becomes an abuse. And that's where you need to realize that if you're going to have a scene with somebody, it doesn't matter if it's in the middle of the day, just out of the blue. If you're in a dynamic where they just start calling you names or degrading you or humiliating you, that's your thing. Nothing wrong with that. But after that scene's over with, there needs to be an aftercare. There needs to be a reality check to still understanding you're appreciated. You're still appreciating right? Exactly. Yeah. And if you're not getting that, if you're not getting that reassurance to yourself, then you evaluate whether or not you're in a an abuse situation or a dominant submissive or a sadism masculine relationship. <coughs> totally understand. I think that no, I think that there's a there's a lot of there's it's something when we when I talk to you every single time, I always find that there's certain similarities between the two lifestyles in a sense. Like there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of understanding on your part. For our part, it's a lot of communication. It's a lot of understanding who we are as individuals as well as who we are as a couple. All of that sort of thing. I think you guys, we, we're breaking down literally how to open up your relationship to alternative ways of living. And I think that's pretty much what we got to in this whole <laughs> segment of everything. So again, want to thank you so much. Um, First off, how do we find one your products? Leathermasters.com. That's okay. the easiest way. Uh, most everything I make is on there. My email is on there if you need to reach out to me. Uh, we also have a newsletter that goes out, and that gives all the information about home, where Leathermasters is going, what events we're going to. We cover most of the DFW local events we put in there. Charities we support. It's once a month, so it's not a spam letter. <laughs> But well, that's usually the easiest way. And then, of course, that gives our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It gives all the groups and all our attachments on there. So track us down either way. We're not hard to find. Right. And do you guys um, – do you, do you do any coaching with anybody, like, through online or, Mentorship. like, mentorships or anything right now at this point? Uh, at this moment, right now, what we're doing is primarily focusing on getting the class – is out uh, through home. So Leather Masters is the one of the lead sponsors for home. So Leather Masters actually gives up their facilities to let home have their classes in there. Uh, that's the biggest thing we're doing right now is getting the classes out to everybody. And we have the home group on Facebook um, and the website. It's just spreading out. We're trying to be a good resource for everybody to find what's in your local community. That's awesome. No, yeah, I mean, and if you guys want in the Facebook group, just send us a message and we can add you in. We'll talk to we'll talk to Marcus here. And um, and how can people buy your products? Leathermasters.com. We can order everything there. Uh, or you can catch us at events. We're all over the US um, <clears throat> and internationally. So in May, uh, we're going to IML, which is International Mr. Leather. Uh, in July, we'll be back in Hito uh, for YSW. And then we've got Rocky Mountain Rebellion we'll be potentially sponsoring in August. So we're, we're all over the map. Uh, on the Leather Masters website, you can see where we're headed all over to. So if you can come see us in person, 
Uh, we're at 90% of the events ourselves, but other than that, we are everywhere else. And if you want to come hang out with both of us, we will be at Young Swingers Week in October in Hedonism 2 in the Grill, Jamaica. And we cannot wait to the next time we get to hang out with this fucking lovely gentleman. Anyways, again, I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. It was a pleasure talking to you about all this stuff that I am still trying to figure wrap my head around. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so much. No, thank you again. And yes, so that wraps up our show. Uh, thank you, hashtag Sue Crew, um, for listening all the way to the end. And uh, we will be live again Monday next week, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And until then, keep it sexy. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed the sexy show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at SXUninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Monday at 5 p.m. on the West Coast and 8 p.m. on the East Coast on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. 